Hey folks, welcome to this installment of the Vinyl Community Podcasts. I'm your host, Rob, from the YouTube channel, Northern Revolutions. I'm delighted to be joined today by Glenn Calloway, who also has a Vinyl Community YouTube channel called Glenn Calloway from the Basement. Glenn and I are both in Canada, and we've talked before about the insane vinyl prices up here. On today's podcast, we have a chat about the huge price increase from the major labels, the hidden costs of buying on eBay and Discogs and so on, and how that has changed our record collecting habits. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Northern Revolutions. I have a special guest with me today, my good friend, Glenn Calloway. Some of you may recognize him from our weekly live chats with Sam St. John on Tuesdays. Thanks for joining me, Glenn. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to this one. Well, this is uh, this is a first for Glenn. We're fulfilling his lifelong dream of being on the Vinyl Community Podcast. A podcast star. Who knew? Who knew, right? Um, this episode, if you're watching on YouTube, will also be available on the Vinyl Community Podcasts, which you can get on wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it be Apple or Spotify or Google or Amazon or whomever. Um, Glenn and I thought we would have a, a conversation today. Uh, we have uh, commiserated many times about uh, the expense of this hobby. And uh, I think Glenn and I have a, a slightly unique perspective, I think, um, both of us being in Canada. Uh, it is... Uh, it's expensive. I mean, it's expensive record collecting everywhere, but um, Canada's kind of in a unique situation where it's a little more expensive here than it is, especially for our friends south of the border. So we thought we would uh, address some of those issues and just kind of uh, talk about some of the experiences we've had and, and, and kind of what the state of things are today. So um, I think sort of the... Uh, the, the, the genesis, at least in my head, for this episode um, came earlier this year, sort of the start of it. I mean, vinyl has been increasing in price steadily over the last few years. But back in January, uh, three of the big Canadian labels, Warner Music Canada, Universal Music Canada, and Sony Music Canada, all announced 30% increase on vinyl record pricing in Canada effective February. And that is something that, I mean, that's a big increase um, that has affected, you know, just about every record out there. Uh, so I thought that would sort of be a good place to, to start. I don't think that that's something that uh, was announced in the States. Uh, if there was price increasing, it certainly wasn't on that scope. So uh have you had any experience buying some new records that uh uh too many um yeah i think uh you could probably uh say that prior to the increases you're you could pretty much walk into a record store and pick a new piece of vinyl up for 29.99 34 bucks maybe yep, yep. and now you're hard pressed to find new vinyl under $30. I would say $35 to $60 is now the range depending on the title. I'm okay. surprised you can I'm surprised you can find things for 35 bucks because you know I'm I'm close to the big city and but any new vinyl I find is is $40 and more. 
Yeah, I think probably anything less than uh, than thirty five dollars is probably something that uh, a store already had an inventory that wasn't affected by the increases. Um, so I, I would tend to agree that probably anything that was brought into inventory after February sixteenth is probably f at least forty dollars to even sixty dollars. I just picked up uh, um, yesterday one, one an album that I had on CD that uh, I just absolutely love, and uh, uh, Kurt Vile's latest album, "Watch My Moves," and um, I paid close to fifty dollars for this. And uh, yeah, I I just looked it up on Amazon.com at twenty four ninety nine. Uh, I don't know how you explain that. But. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I um, there was uh, when the story came out in the Toronto Sun that it was announcing the the price increase. There's a, a local record store near me called Mill Pond Records. It's in Cambridge, Ontario. They actually took a snapshot of their their order form or whatever, and they, they had everything listed by UPC, and it showed what his current price is and what his price is going to be after the increase. Mm -hmm. And there's some that almost doubled in price and just, I don't know if, if that's a function of, of supply chain issue. I don't know if that's a function of shortage of vinyl. I'm sure all of those excuses are going to be there, but I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a hefty increase. It is. I think, a big factor now is the Canadian industry to produce vinyl is non-existent anymore. And it used to be years ago, there was domestic product and, and uh, product that was brought in over the border from imported from wherever Europe, us, that was always a bit more expensive because they had to do the cross border thing and duty and exchange rates and everything. But there was always a Canadian industry quality record. I don't know uh, who's it's a, and that is non-existent now and i everything everything is an import and i think i there used to be a record pressing plant in montreal i don't know if it's still there there is one just outside of hamilton in burlington ontario and they press for all the major labels i have a friend that used to work there um but i think most of what they produce ends up going south anyway so there really is there is no no domestic production or certainly not enough to supply the demand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. I, I did uh, look up one interesting fact. I didn't, that the vinyl purchases in Canada in 2022 were just over 1 million units. I don't know if you knew that. Which is astounding considering we only have a population of 40 million people. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. that was percent from 2021, but that could have been COVID, could have been production issues. Uh, you know, there was a lot of problems getting vinyl for a while. So right, 3% uh, decrease is probably uh, explained away. Yeah. But still, I mean, we're buying a lot of records. And, for sure. For sure. You know, it, it's, uh, there's a few other things I think that, that make the, aside from the price increase, from from the majors i mean the other thing that at least for me as a record collector that I, I find hits me really hard is there's a lot of stuff that i buy online there's a lot of stuff that i buy on ebay because it's you know something hard to find i'm looking for or you know a vintage pressing or, or whatever it may be um there's also discogs 
And there's even stuff that I bought artist direct and that stuff kills us. I, at least me personally, more, more than the price increase on new vinyl here, because almost entirely when I'm buying something off eBay or discogs or buying from an artist store, it, it invariably comes from the U S mm-hmm. so we get killed on the exchange rate from the American dollar to the Canadian dollar. Absolutely. We had to pay a lot more in shipping to get it up here across the border. And chances are, if it's a bigger ticket item, you're getting ding for duties and brokerage and customs and taxes. Which and, is the unknown amount. That's a right? surprise get that bill. Have you have you ever have you had it where you've bought something and you, oh. you paid your shipping and it arrives and then you get that little notice from Canada Customs saying you owe us an extra forty three dollars? Yes, been creamed. I'm a big Grateful Dead fan, and and if you order from Dead.net in the U.S. and they came come out with these, uh, you know, massive box sets and everything, which uh, if you're a Dead fan, you just have to have. And uh, actually, uh, one came in just around Christmas time, the latest one, 17 CD box set. Wow! It sells on Dead not Dead not Dead.net for 179 dollars U.S. By the time it's up here, it's $350 Canadian. I mean, around $250 with the shipping and everything. I think the duty was $80. I mean, that's a big bill when you get that unknown. It's If you knew ahead of time. Right. You might go, okay, I'm going to maybe not buy this. I'm not going to buy it. It's, so it's, it's a big. I went back prior to this conversation and I looked because there was one that really stuck in my brain that that i really wish i hadn't ordered directly from the artist we all have the beatles revolver super deluxe box sets that came out last fall mm-hmm. so i bought mine and i bought the vinyl version and i bought it directly from the beatles store which was my first mistake but i bought it it's list. it was listed at 199 us so it ended up costing me $266 Canadian plus $46 for shipping. So that's 314 Canadian. Plus I got zinged 50, around 50 bucks for duties. I ended up paying $365 for that box set. Whereas if I'd just gone to my local record store, I probably could have got it for, you know, 250 or whatever. It, stupid on my app. Why did I pre-order from the artist? I don't know, but our American friends are paying 199 and we end up paying 365. Yeah. I know it's not apples to apples because there's a currency conversion there, but still that's I've had issues with Canadian artists where you order from their website and it ships from the US. Yeah. You don't you wouldn't think that was happening. You would think it would be shipping from Canada to a Canadian one Canadian to another. Yep. And duty and it's crazy. Yeah. It's it, I mean the exchange rate has always been unfavorable to us. It's mm-hmm. always, you know, what are we like a dollar? What are we, 65 cents or something like that? Yeah. I mean, you can argue we say 35%. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that always kills us. But then, yeah. you know, there's always two shipping charges, right? If, you, if you're shipping within the U.S., it's one price. If you're shipping outside of the U.S., understandably, it's more. But, uh, for some reason, even even postage within Canada is crazy these days. But that 
that sort of triple whammy of the convert, you know, the, the currency conversion, the extra shipping and the, and the duties is just, it's just nuts. Now we I mean, could be looking at the other side of the world <clears throat> and saying how advantageous it would be for Canadians to sell vinyl into the States. You might, you know, you're selling, uh, you know, you're buying in Canadian dollars, you're selling in U.S. dollars, bringing in U.S. dollars. And from that side of the coin, there's probably people listening to this who are going, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> make it off like a bandit. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's true. I've bought, I mean, I've, I've bought a fair amount of records off eBay over the years just because it's often the easiest place to find something that's that's scarce or rare or mm-hmm. you know whatever and at least ebay's credit um you can see the shipping you can see the currency conversion because i i don't buy from ebay.com i buy from ebay.ca so it shows me the currency conversion it shows me what the shipping is going to be and if the seller is shipping through the big global shipping program they it often will tell you what they're going to zing you for customs as well so at least in those instances you know at least you have an you know what you're going to be paying for customs ahead of time i bought for my wife the soundtrack to the movie almost famous they came out with a like a deluxe box set a few years ago it's like i don't know five or six lps or whatever it is and again this this one, the numbers stack up in a hurry too, but I bought it off eBay and at least I knew what I was going to be paying for my import charges, but I bought it off the seller for $86, which was actually a really good price because it was generally selling for more than that, but $86 American and it was $24 and change US for shipping and there was $16 US for import charges. So it ended up being... 125.68 US was my final cost. So I bought it for 86 US, ended up costing me 125 US. Do the conversion, that $86 US box set cost me $172. Wow. You know, you, it doubled the price of the record. Yeah. And it is such a common, common problem. It is. I'm, uh- it's funny, uh, you know, we talk about being part of the vinyl community and part of being part of the vinyl community on YouTube means that a lot of people will send you records and they call it VCLT, Vinyl Community Love Train. People just send you records just out of the kindness of their hearts. Yep. One gentleman in the States who sent uh, me and another Canadian uh, YouTuber a box of records to split. He sent, he sent about 20 records in a box. And when he sent it and he wrote out his customs thing, he put a value of $1,000 or something or 500 whatever value he put on the records. Uh-oh. The duty was for free records. We didn't pay for any of this stuff. Was $156. Ouch. <laughs> how, can, how can it even be duty on free something that's free? I mean, it's, it's the gift. You know, uh, that's where these things like that are so frustrating. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I haven't received much VLC, VCLT, I think, because of that reason that I'm in Canada. Or maybe people think I'm a jerk. <laughs> it, could, it could be both. Who knows? But uh, I've got a couple things from a few people locally. And then someone from Switzerland sent me something that was absolutely incredible. But, yeah, that's 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 a, certainly a deterrent. And I think about there's lots of stuff 
that I would like to send to a few people in the States. But again, postage is insane. Canada Post is very, very expensive. So much more expensive. uh, The only way around that, it's not really like sending a physical product, but if you wanted somebody somebody to get something new, I would suggest if you're an American sending to a Canadian that you go on Amazon.ca and you order it. You can do that from any in the world order from any of the Amazons and vice versa. Like I had uh, one gentleman just recently send me uh, the George Harrison Live in Japan album. Right. And he ordered it from Amazon.com, had it shipped directly to me. So there was duty, there was, you know, extra shipping charges where if he just would have went to amazon.ca ordered it had shipped to my house it would have been it would have been half the price yeah so there are there are ways around it creative ways around it if you're selling but if you're sending something out of your collection you're, you're it's, in trouble. it's interesting you should bring up amazon because that's i've i have not bought i don't think i've ever bought a record off amazon but you i know you've done a few and you've done a few out of the warehouse sale most of my records are bought through Amazon. Yeah. It's yeah. it's interesting that I look at their, since you brought it up months ago, I, I look at their warehouse sales to see if there's any great vinyl buys. And you sent me a few that, you know, like that Stevie Nicks one. I was like, oh, should I? And I, I passed on it because I didn't have the funds for it. But um, while we have those Amazon warehouse sales, we have nothing compared to what the States does. No. Amazon.ca versus Amazon.com. .com has way better deals than we do. I um, uh, are fortunate enough that my daughter lives in Florida, so I can go down there. And when I'm down there, I always uh, take advantage of the Amazon.com warehouse sales and get it shipped to her house while I'm down there. Oh, man, I picked up some. I picked up the uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, what was it called? It was the best of Paul McCartney the set that he put together himself it was a four record set yeah yeah he chose all the songs that went on it right four albums forty dollars wow well there's a hundred dollar set I noticed uh I think it was last week our good buddy concert buddy posted that um amazon.com was having a warehouse sale on that Tom Petty live at the Fillmore super deluxe to like the, the six LP or whatever yeah. it was. And they were blowing that out for like $89 American. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm curious to see what amazon.ca has it listed for. It was well over $200. That's crazy. And I thought, well, maybe I could buy that from the States, but then I'm paying shipping and it would probably still be a good deal, but ah, it just, our American friends have, because that's where all the records are pressed and that's where all the artists are. And, you know, that's where the inventory is held. They've got, yeah. they certainly have some more buying advantages than we do. Not that I'm complaining about it. It's just, it's, it's just the reality that we're living in. But do we not have a big enough market? Like for instance, if you go on artist websites, uh, some more international stars, like if you go on the Beatles website and try and buy some of if they have, if, as soon as you go on the site, it directs you to a U.S. site or a UK site. Right. Why can there not be a Canadian site? Is there not is there not enough money being spent on Beatle products that they couldn't offer a site for Canadians? Wouldn't you think so? 
Now, the only artist I know that does that, and people may laugh, you go to taylorswift.com and you go to click her store. And if it detects that you're in Canada, it will route you to Taylor Swift's Canadian store. That's awesome. Now, here's, but here's the catch is yes, I've ordered stuff because I'm a Swifty. Um, you can order it from her Canadian site. Where does it ship from? The US even though you ordered from the Canadian site. And the other kicker about it is um, her Canadian site does not have as many products as her U.S. site does. Mm-hmm. And occasionally she posts, or she makes for sale, you know, fairly limited edition, low run stuff. Where does it go? The U.S. site. And if you try to buy it from the U.S. site, it says we're referring you to the Canadian website. And you go, well, shit, you know? So mm-hmm. we, we, Kind of get pooched on that, but at least to her credit, she has a Canadian store and it's in Canadian dollars. And I think the shipping is a little more reasonable, but it's still coming out of the states. So, well, kudos to Taylor Swift for doing that because I think more artists should be more uh, sensitive. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you you've got to you got to have a big enough audience to do it. The mm-hmm. Beatles absolutely could. Yeah, um, and there, you know there are others that certainly could do it. You know, the Stones mm-hmm. could do it. Um, yeah. There are others, but yeah, uh, that's a, that's a frustrating, frustrating thing. So um, the other thing that I was just thinking about when I was thinking about Amazon and how our American friends often get those, those sweet deals. um, And this is by no means, I'm not, not crapping on our American friends at all, but the other thing that I remember back on, I don't know if it was Black Friday or, sometime around and there were a lot of videos on the vc people showing walmart in the states that 15 dollar record deal that yeah. everything walmart target barnes and noble you name it a lot of a lot of you know stores. there you know there are some people that kind of crap on the walmart pressings but there's a lot of people that say the majority of them are pretty good i don't know i don't have any walmart pressings but yeah um it makes it more accessible and they're all fairly mainstream popular titles and i look at i looked at some of those videos and i go i would buy that and i would buy that and i would buy that and even if they weren't the 15 dollar sale they're still selling them for you know what 25 bucks is the normal price yeah damn you know and same with target and you know they've got those cool you know exclusive colors and that to some people that's a big deal it, doesn't matter to me either way i think it's kind of neat but if it was black who cares but it just it would be nice if if walmart up here would get into that i don't know i don't know why because again you would think that they're i don't know why they don't either you know we don't have target anymore because that was a flop i'm best the best buys up here you were heavy into cds and things like that all that they dropped that whole music thing i don't i don't know why yeah, but you'd think you'd think Walmart would see it, that it's been successful. Maybe it's not successful in the states, and that's why they haven't done it up here. But you see certain stores, like for instance, uh, the Chapters Indigo, our big book, like which is Canada's version of, of Barnes and Noble. Um, yeah, they sell vinyl, but it's not cheap. I mean, and it's just kind of it's it's the popular titles of the day. It's your Taylor Swifts and Adele's and and all that stuff. But it's forty, you know, fifty bucks for a record. They're not they're not they're not giving you any sales. So we have we have an indigo here, and I went. It was in there a month ago, maybe, with my wife and son. 
I'm not aware that they even had vinyl and they had they had one shelf of vinyl. They might have had maybe I don't know, 150 records in total, multiple copies, but <clears throat> and some of them were were titles I would be interested in buying, but they were very expensive. Yeah, oh yeah, the top dollar. I mean, case in point, um Brian Adams put out a record a few uh, back in January. He's kind of did. He's kind of done what Taylor did, where he, he doesn't have the rights to his original stuff anymore. So he's gone back and re-recorded a lot of his greatest hits, so that he has new masters and, and can continue to make money off of them. So he released an album called Classics, and it's a double vinyl. It's only three sides, but whatever. And I, oh, I, I want to get that because I like Brian Adams, and they had it at Indigo. And I went to pick it up and it was $65. And I went, wow, $65 for three sides of vinyl. No, I think I'm going to pass on that. Mm-hmm. And I ended up finding it at one of my local record stores for, you know, 45 bucks, which much more reasonable. But yeah, we just, we don't have those, you know, we have good indie record stores, but, you know, the targets in the Walmart say we will about them. It does make vinyl a little more accessible for folks. And we just don't have those great deals up here that can be found yeah. elsewhere. Well, cause they have buying power and they can use them as lost leader items to get people into stores and things, right? Yeah. Which is the advantage to vinyl buyers. Yeah. But yeah, we don't, we don't have that sadly. Yeah. The one thing that I've found to try and sort of skirt the, the vinyl expense thing. I'm a big fan of using discogs. Do you ever use discogs? The, the, very, yeah. rare. I have on a couple of occasions, but very rarely. I, I, I look. I'm a brow. I would Discogs browser, but right. Yeah. So I've had the app installed on my phone for years, but it, it was kind of. I entered a few things and it left it at that. But then when we were in lockdown during the pandemic and I had nothing else to do, I sat downstairs for a week and I meticulously cataloged my entire collection, all the oh, wow. pressings and everything, which is great. And then. I built my want list and whatever. So I almost on a daily basis go into Discogs and I can see when something on my want list is for sale on the Discogs marketplace. The nice thing about it is you can look for whatever country you want. And I tend only, unless it's a real big whatever, I tend only buy from Canadian sellers because then I don't have to worry about paying duties my shipping is probably a little bit less. And I found that a lot of Canadian sellers even have the, you know, if you spend a hundred bucks, it's free shipping. So I've had a lot of success that way where I've, I've wanted to buy one record off of a seller that may have cost me 20 bucks. I'm like, but if I spend a hundred bucks, I get free shipping. So then I'll look through it. I'll, I'll throw in a bunch of five and $10, you know, cheapies and all of a sudden I've made my hundred bucks and, and, and I'm not paying shipping on it, which, which has worked out quite well, but Discogs, their marketplace is, is a great, great place to look for records. In Canada, I find though the Canadian sellers are uh, publishing U S prices and then That's... they'll say, you know, 30 bucks U S for this record plus $30 shipping. Yep. I find myself, Sending, putting it in my cart and sending them a message saying, uh, even going to the extreme of saying, where do you live? Because if you live in the Toronto area, I could come and pick it up. 
Yep. <laughs> I don't need any shipping. Yeah, or, I've done that or, too. Uh, or can you can you work out the price in Canada for me? So and yeah. I can I send you an e-transfer, which is you right. know, electronic transfer in Canada. I don't know if we what they call that in the states, but up here it's uh, e. But uh, yeah, so there's there's ways you can get creative too to try and save a has, couple bucks that way. Has that been successful? Uh, once it was. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a, a rare a rare record off a guy who was uh, in the Toronto area. And happened to be coming out this way to visit family out my way, and I live in an hour and a half east of Toronto. And uh, and we met up off the highway, and he sold me a, a pretty rare record for eighty dollars. I was pretty pleased. But, well, that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so so it can work. I mean, there's a way. Yeah, like you say, you can be creative and try and save some money. But uh, you know, I find uh, yeah, just I don't. Personally, I know it's kind of getting off topic, but I don't like buying records online. I am a kind of person who likes to go to a store and and, be, and the thrill of finding something when I'm of course a bin is worth a million dollars to me. That's like winning the lottery. If I go, oh, I've been looking for that, but I, I I know I can find any record in the world online. Like there's nothing that would surprise me. I would go, oh, there it is. Like right, that that thrill's gone. And, and you're absolutely right. I, I love that thrill too. I was I was going through a phase, I guess, during the pandemic where I was trying to fill some holes in my collection. And it was stuff that I knew I wasn't going to find in the wild. Like, for example, and I'm still working on this part of it, but being a huge Beatles fan, although you don't think that I am, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> I have always wanted, like, I've got original Canadian first pressings of everything that was ever released. Um, and I've got all of the, the mono remasters and all of the new sort of, you know, everything that's ever been put out. But I've always wanted a set of original first pressing UK Beatles records um, because... They sound really nice. Yeah. And and to me, those are the rails. Those are the real records, right? Like yeah. we butchered them over here in North America. Yeah. So I want the original artifact, how the band intended it. And there's just that tactile experience of 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 you know, the UK covers are different with the flip backs and you know, so I sort of went on a mission that I I wanted to just kind of round out that collection and, and i've got all but three i think um but i'm not going to find those in a local record store yeah obviously just things so, like that where, yeah you're you know unless you go to a record show and you find some beat and beat even beat still at a i don't know that i've ever even seen one at a record show yeah. so it's i had no choice but to do ebay right. and discogs and yeah you're not going to find those in a in a been at a record store. no so i mean i've had to rely on ebay for for yeah. those kind of things and there's other like when i was looking for my beatles butcher cover which took me 20 years to find i've only ever seen one at a record show and the guy wanted a reasonable price but it was more than i would be allowed to pay without getting divorced so um you know i had to keep looking on ebay and, and until one day when the start line there was a there was one at the right price that, that i was able to make happen so yeah I, I like the record store experience too but 
I'm just kind of leaving that phase of, of, you know, tracking down some elusive stuff and filling some holes. So not, not as reliant on eBay as I used to be. So now here's another thing that's really, it kind of, I'm not real happy about it is that there are stores that sell used vinyl now that aren't traditionally like used record stores. Like we've got a, a pawn shop out my way that sells a lot of vinyl. They really getting into it heavy and they use discogs. So rather than them just bringing in records and putting $10 price tags on them or $5 price tags or whatever, now they're, now everyone's an expert, right? They go to discogs and they go, Oh, Look at that. That Brian Adams album sells for $65. So that's on the, on Discog. So that's why I'm going to price it at. And it's, it's, it's unrealistic. It's, it's getting hard. It's getting hard to find those honey holes of, of stuff that people don't know what they have. Yeah. Almost impossible. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to be an expert now. Yeah. I, I've got one of those. Uh, I won't say where it is, but there is a, there's two of them. They're actually like antique indoor antique markets mm-hmm. where they have, you know, they're open every day of the week. Vendors have their stalls set up and you just pick yeah. what you want and take it to the, the central cash area. And and both of the ones that are near where I am have a fair amount of, I mean, there's a, they have a couple record vendors, but then there's a whole bunch of other vendors that just have a box of records mm-hmm. and they don't really know what the hell's in it. So, I've had some good success there lately of some stuff. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that before. I've been looking for that or whatever. So there's still a there's still a few of those left. But you're right. It's it's getting hard. Everyone's trying to get in on the on the on the vinyl boom. And, I, and the other thing I find is that often everyone's like, I got a whole bunch of records. I gotta be worth some money. There is more worthless vinyl out there than those that are actually worth something. So oh, tons of it. You, you got to dig through a lot of crap to find some good stuff, but that's the thrill of the hunt. Now, then the other thing is, so I, I, I mentioned when we were doing this, I was preparing for this chat was uh, I went to visit a friend of mine who owns Zap Records in Coburg, Ontario. I wanted to get his take on this. And he really didn't have what, a lot what did he have to say? He didn't really have a lot to add in terms of just, you know, him buying records to sell in the store or something, but his big, concern was that he does put albums on discogs for sale and the biggest problem is the shipping delays like you if you try and ship an album like there's no way of knowing he says he'll ship two records to california to two different people and one shows up in four days and the other one in six weeks the guy's going i want my money back the record never showed up well did the record not show up or did you because to have tracking he tells me it costs an extra forty dollars so Holy as, the, moly. as the seller, you're not going to put that out. And as the buyer, if someone said to me, hey, do you want to pay an extra $40 so you can have tracking? You'll say no, probably, because no one's going to pay that. Right. Now, now it's a, so what he says, I said, well, he says, I don't know if the guy's ripping me off. I don't know if he's being legit. It didn't show up. But he says, you do these things through PayPal and PayPal always sides with the buyer. Right. Well, even if you have strong suspicion the guy was trying to rip you off, PayPal's going to give him his money back and you're out the money. So there is some of that in terms of the people who sell on Discogs. You might be able to use that to your advantage to go, hey, I'm here. I can, here's the cash for the record. Like, right. You don't have that 
issues. So, yeah. Well, I've, I've kind of enjoyed the last. So back in December, I sort of put the brakes on buying new vinyl because it's getting expensive. I mean, as it is for everybody, but I just said, you know, this is paying 45 bucks for a single LP now is, is getting a little bit crazy. Mm -hmm. And I haven't bought anything aside from a couple pre-orders. Like I ordered the, the U2 songs of surrender box set just because, but I stopped buying stuff on eBay and discogs and I've completely sort of changed my record collecting habits that I've almost, I don't want to say gone the thrifting route, but I've kind of enjoyed just trying to find those used things at, at the flea market. Um, and it's been, it's, it's been a different mindset for me for record collecting, but yeah. it's been successful because what I've been able to do, and, and I'm sure you get, you get this too on the vinyl community, you're exposed to so much and other people saying you need to hear this or you need to hear that, or this is a landmark album. And I, I think I have a, a decent record collection, but in conversation with everybody, I know there's a, there's, there's some gaping holes in my collection. And so by limiting myself to let's just concentrate and find some used stuff. I've gone and got some of those albums that everyone raves about that I need to own. And it's been a good, it's almost been a, a musical discovery because mm -hmm. I've changed the way that I collect records. So the, the vinyl, the, the expense of vinyl has actually been a benefit to me. Yeah. I find that, I, I don't know if it's because as I'm getting older, I find myself uh, using the law of quality over quantity. So absolutely. Me, I've got a lot of records that, uh, you know, people get, like I had a good friend who gave me his record collection. It was a couple hundred records. And uh, you know, what of those 200 records, probably a hundred of them were in great condition. The other ones were, you know, like just all scratched up and whatever I couldn't use, but uh, you know, so a hundred free records. But as I look through them, I'm going, it's so grateful I got them. But after having them for a couple of years ago, I don't play this one. I never play this one. I don't need all these albums from this one artist and I'm trading stuff in and buying stuff. So I'm using a lot of trade in value for buying new vinyl. That seems to be the way I'm supporting my new vinyl purchases these days. Cause you know, you just only have so much available cash. So it's it's tough. It's tough for sure. For sure. Yeah. So there's watch people watching this are gonna go, you idiots, why don't you just scream? Well, <laughs> there you go. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the streaming thing, right? For for a few reasons. I, I mean, number one, I've got some friends that are professional musicians and the money they make off streaming. I, I can't stream because I feel like I'm ripping some of my friends off. But yeah. I don't know about you, but I just enjoy the the tactile oh, experience of. I gotta have physical product. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like to read the liner notes as I'm listening, um, yeah. and I like the act of flipping the vinyl and you know watching it spin around. And yeah, I use I use Spotify for one reason only, just to check out if someone like, especially on the videos we do, we get a lot of comments from viewers. They'll watch what you were talking about and then go, oh, if you like this artist, maybe you should check out this. And they come up with some obscure artist I've never heard of. I'll go to Spotify and listen. The only thing I will use Spotify for is to download the Vinyl Community Podcasts. Well, there we go. Now there's another reason. There's, oh, a, sh there's a, a shameless plug. What a segue. There you go. 
I, I look, I have a lot of stuff digitally, but it's all stuff that either I bought digitally or I've ripped it off of the CDs that I own. So I own all the digital stuff that I have. And the reason I have a massive digital library, I'm a commercial salesperson. So I'm in my car all the time. I don't like listening to the radio. I don't like listening to CDs. So I have my entire digital library in my car and I can listen to whatever I want. I just, but I own that music. I don't stream it. So not, yeah. say, not saying I do that too. I put everything on, on USB sticks, but I yeah. are, but it's all stuff out of my own collection. I don't right. take it off the internet or. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Yeah. Not saying, you know, for, for people that are listening that are going, Oh, you grumpy old man. If you want to stream folks and knock yourself out, that's just yeah. not, not my personal preference. So yeah, me neither. Yeah. So, well, we're, uh, we're approaching, our our a lot of time for this week's podcast episode so i want to thank my friend glenn calloway from the basement for joining me to talk about the escalating uh pricing of, of vinyl record collecting in canada and how that's kind of caused us to, to to shift the way that we consume this hobby so thank you glenn it was a pleasure, Rob. Thanks for allowing me to do this with you. It was great. I really awesome. enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, for those of you that are on YouTube, thank you. And and for those uh, that want to take this on the go, you can download it from uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, look for the Vinyl Community Podcasts. Thanks, everybody. Mm -hmm.